2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on whenever you are listening to this podcast. This is Caged In, and I'm back to talk about G-Force, and I was joined by the lovely Das Filmhouse. Um, they're a German-based podcast. They speak in English, don't worry, guys, if you want to listen to them. Uh, they're great. They just discuss films, and um, check them out. Yeah, you can find them on all your podcatchers. They explain all of that at the end of the episode. Um but I just want to say a little bit up front. Uh, we need to get into that little old thing with the old uh, anagrams, don't we? My old good friend at Thomas underscore W underscore Hunter on Twitter. I'm going to do something a little different this week, though. i going to give you a little quiz. I'm going to give you some anagrams at the beginning. And you come back at the end and I will tell you the answers to those anagrams. If you can work them out. Beforehand, give yourself a good pat on the back because you deserve it. You're a lot smarter than I am because I am terrible with anagrams, unless it is Neo. I know that one spells out one. Bloody hell. Uh, But, so, here are the anagrams for today. And yeah, let's see if you can work them out in the duration of this episode. So, they are four cast members, but here's a little quiz. So, number one, we have Mr. K. Coleslaw. Number two, Taller Twin. Number three, Mangy Carrot. And number four, ICMTV Ice Cubes. And that is what you have to go by let's see if by the end of the episode you get them and another little anagram that i'm not going to leave till the end because i'm a nice guy and give you a little anagram treat and this is not some kind of ploy just to get you to listen to the whole episode you you feel free to just skip forward and listen to the end if you don't give a fuck about anything that's being said in this podcast um this is heavily edited as well this podcast because um it was done over Skype and there was a few like technical issues. Those guys didn't have headphones on, so you could hear me a lot of the time when they uh, were in their record on their end. Uh, I'm actually going to, they don't know this yet, but I'm going to treat them to a headphone splitter. So if we do this again, it will be a lot simpler for me to edit. But that is boring and stuff that you don't want to know about. But yeah, bear with us with the audio quality. Back to the anagram at hand. The tagline for this film is The world needs bigger heroes That equals terrible hedgehogs We snorted And maybe Nick Cage snorted up some big old cocaine Before he signed on for this film Or he was caught with a load of cocaine And Jerry Bruckheimer knew about it And blackmailed him in to making this film Let's get into it and get raging with Cage So, I am back again, guys, for another dollop of Tasty Tasty Caged In. And this week, we are talking about G-Force. A film in which a crack team of guinea pigs and one crafty, crafty mole take down some bad guys. But I'm not alone. I am joined by Josh and Michael of Das Filmhouse. How are you today, guys? Hey, Hey. we're great. How are you? I am, um, as always, kind of a bit perturbed because uh, it's another week and I've had to watch another Nicolas Cage film and I feel like it is never-ending, so (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Uh, I understand the struggle.
3: um,
0: Yeah, so...
2: What uh, had you guys watched this film before I made you watch it for this podcast?
0: Uh, we actually uh, we, we uh, sat down just like right before uh, we started recording with you. We sat down and watched the whole movie. And uh, I, I went into it like you always do, completely blind. I knew nothing. I knew Nick Cage is in it, of course, but I didn't uh, look up any info beforehand.
2: How long did it take you to figure out who Nick Cage was playing? like did you did you know or like
3: oh uh, well I, I cheated i looked it up
0: sadly michael ah, up, i didn't yeah. get
3: the memo that i wasn't supposed <laughs> to look anything up about the film so so i looked it up because i was curious yeah but how long did you take you you knew nothing right
2: well there, this is something that may surprise you guys and a lot of listeners at home uh, this is the one Nicolas cage film or uh, memory in my memory that i've actually seen at the cinema, um, <laughs> I, I am, I am, I am both shocked and appalled at myself that there is obviously some great films out there, and the one I have seen is where he plays a mole. Was it was it a, uh, a
3: conscious choice, or were you forced to watch it?
2: I feel like I feel a girl, like a may, have girl may have been involved. <laughs> so uh, so uh, yeah, that's so, a lame uh, excuse. Like... No.
3: <laughs> I feel like that was I'm, a conscious I'm, choice. You looked at the poster, <laughs> and was like, "Damn, I'm gonna watch that one." That looks amazing.
2: Well, it, but let's talk about the cast list. If you look at that cast list, you'd think, hey, that could be pretty decent. Like, so who have we got in there? We've got what? Zach Galifianakis, obviously riding high off of The Hangover by this time. What is it? 2009. Uh, Penelope Cruz, uh, Tracy Morgan, Will Arnett, Bill Nae, John Favreau, obviously Nick Cage, Sam Rockwell that's like a decent cast right
0: yeah it's yeah. it's it's a crazy cast and then also in as a little bit more than a cameo is um then what's his name now uh the i hate when i can't think of the names but um, steve bassimi th- yeah it's, it's exactly
2: yeah exactly and, and then like you have um loundon wayne Wainwright the third who obviously like is a uh, like a singer um who plays just the old guy in the uh, pet store, you know, who's like grand, like his fucking evil grandkids, um, like come in to get guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah. He's like some accomplished like singer songwriter. And it's like, what does like, what does the director have on all these people that he's put them in this? Like, I don't know. I've got a lot of problems with this film. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know about you guys. Like, it's like, I watched this last night and five minutes later I had like, zero recollection of what really happened like oh, wow. all i had was rage building <laughs> <of
3: it. laughs> well yeah i think it's, the yeah it's kind of the same with me really because i we've just watched it right we've just <laughs> finished like like 30 minutes ago or so and i find it really hard to to recollect what was going on in that film like there was like some guinea pigs who were like super spies we are actually, in fact, not genetically uh, engineered, and then we had Nick Cage. Do we spoil here, or is that yeah, we sp- we spoil we
2: spoil the fuck out of it? Like, all right, if you if you if I can't, it's it's been eight what eight years, like, yeah, like, yeah, fuck it. it. Yeah, fuck fuck it. it. If you sit se- if you se- if you haven't seen this film, we're doing you a favour by. <laughs> then
3: the yeah, we have Nick Cage motherfucking bad in that oh am i allowed to swear because we we're germans we usually swear
2: yeah there's you can swear all the much you fucking want to
3: no holes barred <laughs> no,
2: yeah 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 um i, I actually got right. told by like um someone that this podcast like i don't know, has too much swearing and uh that might that might be true what the fuck is wrong with that guy <laughs> seriously
3: <laughs> fucking stupid argument <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like we got Nick Cage, gun, gun bad in that role. Like he is at first, you're thinking like, oh wait, that's the cool techie guy. He knows the stuff around his computers, and then suddenly, bam, twist. He's the bad guy behind it all. He is the the killer machine. Like he, at least he controls the killer machines, right? And that's yeah, about it. The thing
2: uh, that I, the thing with him is his voice just reminds me of Butters. From South Park
0: yeah true like when
2: whenever he does like Professor Chaos, it just reminded me of that, yeah, like the kind of, i did it's and like I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen Peggy Sue got married, but he has a similar voice in that film as well, which is very bizarre because in that he's supposed to be like. 1950s like cool guy and he's got this fucking pathetic whiny mole-like voice it, it sounded
0: like he's just like uh, yeah. uh holding his nose shut so it sounds a bit more nasal <laughs> yeah, so so just said uh, yeah, yeah. he was imagining
3: nick cage just sitting there like holding his his nose shut so he sounds like very nasal, <laughs> just like sitting there the entire time while recording <laughs> like this and that's a pretty funny picture but
2: i would <laughs> yeah, I would say the one thing I enjoyed about it was like his his like vocal performance and John Favreau's because everyone else their vocal delivery as like uh, their animated characters just sounded like them. So like Sam yeah. Rockwell sounded like Sam Rockwell and yeah the- Penelope Cruz like her whole character I've got a problem with. Yeah and, like, it's basically um, just Penelope not- Cruz. <laughs> Well, no, 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 yeah. just the like the sexualization of, of, of a guinea pig, for one, <laughs> I thought was very
3: bizarre. Yeah, also, her character doesn't even make any sense at all. It's just so stereotypically, yeah, she's a woman, so a man cannot possibly understand what she's on about, right? There's no possible yeah, way. And,
2: like the... The kind of weird, like love triangle they're trying to create, like it's, this is this is supposed to be for kids, right? Like, yeah. it just felt like all the jokes were were aimed at the parents, and like there was references to films that only parents would get, uh, and like I don't know, even the internal like um like logic of the characters. There is a joke that Penelope Cruz's character makes about like oh, I don't know, like. trying to get something that fits me off the rack like that's the main problem and then has like a problem with being put in a dress by a little girl, it's like you've just alluded to you want to buy clothes off of the rack and like you're a guinea pig so you couldn't buy clothes off the rack, I just don't fucking get it
3: Honestly I've never invested so much thought in the daily life of a guinea pig picking up clothes, but now that you mention it that's actually a very very considerable problem (laughs)
2: yeah you know? <laughs> well it's just it 's just the internal logic of this film like and like another moment i've really enjoyed i 'm not sure about you guys, but like how when the well yeah should we, should we like at least talk about like the broad strokes of what happens in this film, maybe you guys can do a better job than me because as i said like I've got a few details here and there, but mainly I don't, I can't remember a single
0: fucking thing. So, maybe you begin because you yeah. made notes actually. Well, I, I haven't made any notes about the story, but still. Uh, so it, it starts off with these hamsters and guinea pigs uh, entering into this big uh, conference. I think that this tech mogul is holding. It it reminded me very much of Kingsman, where. Uh, He's like uh he, he wants to sell this uh, little chip implant uh, that makes people go crazy, and this guy also talks about his super new te- uh, technology that will help them um i don't know work better with their uh, <laughs> yeah make I, their don't, fun-
3: I don't know that's the point really, because there's no motivation why Why do you benefit from coffee machines talking to each other? Yeah it's like, yeah oh wow, that's so amazing. What's the coffee machine going to do with it? know what the, what your neighbor is cooking." <laughs> why well, do there's you kind
2: know? of a forward thinking there's a forward thinking part of it because it says like it will know when your coffee's running low to like or like put that on your shopping list which is kind of like yeah sure
3: but why does your machine need to know if your neighbor's machine is running low on coffee
2: yeah that is true that is very true yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah, 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 the, yeah. the whole the, as soon as they set up the whole like all the machines are talking to each other. It's like, well, that's just going to go terribly wrong, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah, so they're they're attacking this place, and um, it's it's all th- that's where the characters are introduced, right? And we see, uh, I, I don't already don't remember any of the names, but yeah, we see lots of uh, little guinea pigs attacking with their crazy technology, and then they are uh, going back. Two Wait, wait, wait. Is... can
3: you recall the names? Because I can only recall Darwin,
0: which is the main guy. Yeah, Darwin is the main guy. Uh, I want to say that Penelope
2: Cruz is called like Juarez uh, as a, like, a stereotype. I think that is. Yeah, the- that's, that's right. Juarez yeah, that's and like name. Blaster. I've no
0: idea. Like, I don't Yeah, Blaster and... sounds right. Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the- what was Nick Cage again? Um, he- isn't he sp- Mooch or something? Speckle. No, Mooch is the fly.
3: Ah, okay.
2: Speckles is the the name of. Um, oh
3: yeah, right. Of course, speckles. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and so uh, a little a little fact I did learn is mooch uh, like is close to the French word for fly. Um, so that's why they called mooch mooch. So yeah. That's oh, okay. We, that's okay yeah, well, yeah. We actually
3: don't know French. I guess <laughs> like twenty kilometers yeah. away, but we don't know that stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So I just looked at, I just I looked on IMDb, IMDb trivia.
0: trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, on the IMDb trivia what I found out is that this movie has the same uh, production uh, history as Monster Trucks. As in the the 5-year-old kid of the director said, "Hey, this would be a great idea." And the director said, "Yes." See, see, yeah.
2: This is the problem I have with this film: is when your kid like does a cute little drawing or a cute little story, you get a fridge magnet and put that on the fucking fridge. Yeah. You don't pump a hundred and fifty million fucking what? dollars and put it on the silver screen for people to watch.
3: Really, it's one hundred and fifty million dollars. One
2: hundred and fifty million dollars was. Pumped, yeah, pumped into this just because his like I, I don't need, the director I have never heard this name before. I never want to hear of his name again.
3: And you never heard of him again, there.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know anything about the writers of this film? It was written by uh, the Wibberleys. Have you ever heard of the Wibberleys? No, never heard no of idea. them. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know of the Wibberleys?
0: Never heard of them at all.
2: Never heard of them. Oh, um, they wrote the National Treasure films, also. <laughs> to start, Nicolas Cage, which are darn fun, if uh, you ask me, as someone who has watched them very recently. That's the one where he
3: steals the Declaration of Independence, right?
2: Yeah, and then he uh, um, kidnaps the president of the USA, uh, which I wish somebody would do right now, so maybe after recording this, as um, scary Europeans... Can, uh, work, work a way to actually make that happen. If you guys, yeah, yeah. if you guys are up for it, you've got that, You've got the Hans Gruber vibes. I've got the um, the bad the bad guy in the second one. Is he English in Die Hard Two? I've British actually never seen Die Hard Two.
3: Oh, <laughs> no idea. Fun fact about Die Hard in the German version of Die Hard, the villain actually is not German.
2: Oh, amazing! He's, what is it? Is he English?
3: He's American. Or, yeah
2: wow it's, he's not
3: called Hans Gruber he's called Jack Gruber
2: that's amazing <laughs> that is fantastic
3: yeah. uh, I feel it wouldn't sell well in Germany if the villain was German well it turns out from the downfall it actually sells pretty well if the villain is German <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a very specific German villain, isn't it? Yeah, uh, that's why we right. don't
3: do the kidnapping, you know, because that's we have, like, this bad association when we do something on, on an international stage where it's, <laughs> like, something bad. No, it's always the damn Germans. Uh, we don't do this. Maybe you can do this. <laughs> but I looked, actually, okay. I looked something up about the director. He did the visual effects for the Cronenberg fly, uh, then for Armageddon, for the Abyss, and for the Blob.
2: Wow! So
0: he's, and what?
3: this was his only film that he ever directed, right? So he only did visual effects, and I can say without lying too much <laughs> that the film didn't look that bad, right? Chieftain didn't look too ugly.
2: No, no, no. On a on a like on a on a visual effects basis, yeah. Like, and I think this was. Uh... Like Jerry Bruckheimer, obviously the producer, like his first yeah. array into into 3D film. So this was like a, I remember I remember adorning the 3D glasses to watch this on my date. So yeah. So um, were these but, the,
0: the colored 3D glasses, or were these the the new 3D uh, that was uh, brought? The, the new colors? the new one
2: the new ones. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, not, okay. it's, <laughs> not, it's not that old. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So it was they. Just let me quickly ask: Did the date went well? Did the date go well after this film?
2: I d- I don't think so. I don't even remember if it. Uh, no, I don't think it did. No, it must. It must not have done. If yeah. I couldn't remember that the who it was or the fact that I'd actually watched this film, so I think it went terribly. Yeah, it would have taken uh, that, a miracle that, that to work a, well after that. That is, that is another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's another podcast all all on its own uh, about yeah, my it's film, with Nick Cage films <laughs> <laughs> um yeah one thing i like like back to like jokes that are mainly aimed at adults like even the you were saying about being at the like tech conference and this guy talking about his like thing rolling out but they find out like the code name for like the evil virus he's sending is called cluster storm which just sounds like it's a very thinly veiled thing for clusterfuck. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Like it's just, a, and it's a massive wink to the parents. And like, I don't. And what other
0: moments are there?
2: There's, um, uh, we get
0: the. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Which yeah, and we get uh, the one, the one that infuriated me.
2: Like, genuinely wanted me to actually go out and kill any guinea pig I could find was this is my little friend say hello so yeah not only are you doing a reference to like a great film um that the children are not going to fucking understand and if they do their parents are terrible um <laughs> is that you you're doing it wrong it's it's just it's just so
3: I don't know I don't think it's so bad if you if you include some of these references because you know a lot of the audience will be parents that go into the theater to see it with their kids and you need to entertain the parents as well because if you only do a straight out kids film and nothing for the parents it's very boring for them so it's not yeah, at all like completely wrong to have some some references that only the adults will get right?
2: i i I hear that point but then I always think to films like uh like pixar for instance like they just do universal stories that work on like a universal basis Uh, there is no like the the jokes in this that are aimed at the parents seem like almost like grotesquely like do you mean like they're not yeah it's, it's if they were more universal jokes like they have they have so much to go with like like slapstick and so much other stuff instead of doing cultural references to 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 films that only parents it, it it's just I, I think it's quite cheap a cheap way of making make, yeah like,
0: the, the, pe- this is kind of like the jump scare right where it's just like they they just bring it in to uh for minimal uh minimal work for maximum effect. they do this quote that it's or it's like a slapstick comedy it's like there it doesn't need to be much work done there it's uh the jump scare works best, I think, when something you just have to slap something in the in the room really quick, and people will be scared. And the same here, you get a reaction by this cheap quote, and uh, it's kind of like, yeah, you see, we
3: know Scarface, ha yeah, ha. Yeah. and we know Die Hard, and there's the like the whole, yeah, um, and then you wink into Oh the yeah, camera. there
2: is the Die Hard reference as well, isn't there? There's like, is it a Yippie Kaye or something
0: like that? Like Yippie Kaye, yeah, yeah Yippie Kaye, and then. Something I, I didn't fully understand what he said there. I I'm think... pretty
3: sure he didn't say, motherfucker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He probably said, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, like, and I was like, the jokes for kids, all that there really is, is the fact that, like, like, I watched this with my girlfriend and she said, like, this would probably appeal to her eight year old self because she was really into guinea pigs. But then, much past that, there's not much else apart from maybe, like, a couple of fart gags, which, again, like, I laughed at, but that's because I maybe have the mental age of about eight. But like, I was I was just like looking <laughs> at it, going, "There is nothing, there is nothing really here for for kids past the cute factor. Really, there's not like I don't know the the, the moral lessons."
0: What? Yeah, that's, what? that's actually true. I haven't yeah, even thought well, about no, that.
3: No, I, I thought about that actually. And, and one of the moral lessons there is like, they're not genetically altered. They're not like the super race of guinea pigs, you know, that, that are far superior than anything. So, no supremacy in there. But <laughs> then then they found out that that other guinea pig might actually be the brother of, of like Darwin. It t- does it turn out to be his brother? I don't actually know. But there is a chance that it's his brother, right? And at first he refuses to acknowledge that that might be the possibility. And then later on, he, he comes to accept the fact that, that he's no better than the other guinea pigs. So maybe that's a moral lesson to be learned. Even if you're better at something than others, it doesn't mean that you're truly like superior to them.
2: Yeah, but like, it, I don't know. I don't think like oh i just i yeah i probably. pretty good could... maybe
3: that's just pulling something out of my ass because... no 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 it's it, it, honestly it's
2: in there it's definitely in there but it's just that it doesn't
0: i don't know it doesn't dwell on as you can see michael really loved this movie
2: yeah 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 <laughs> he's he he's, he's he's really like swinging for it um but like bits i did oh, enjoy yeah. like Like, with references and stuff like that, the ones that I found were great were the every-time speckles, like, uh, when the, um, like, FBI agents were coming in to close down the, uh, like, lab that Zach Galifianakis had. um, He says, like, um, not the cage. I don't do cages, which for me was great because I was like, Uh. obviously, I know that's Nicolas Cage saying that. And every time there was a mention of a cage he he's the one who says it and i just thought like that's the that's the, i don't know i thought that, that joke was in there just for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably was <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also that that whole part of them closing the lab down was also like okay so you you engineered these hamsters you you made all this equipment they can actually talk to us which also means they're as smart as humans they just can't talk well and okay, that's all shit. We're closing it down and killing them all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's
2: really crazy. And there's something about that as well, is that Will Arnett's character, as much as he like closes it down, he is kind of like, has he's in two minds because he goes to his superiors. Like, maybe we should look into this, um, like, oh, what's his name? Uh, Saber. Yeah, We should look into him maybe and just go and have a look anyway, just in case he is up to some shady shit. But at the end of the film, Will Arnett is sent to like the, the fucking North Pole as punishment. Yeah. But he was a he 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 was he was essentially trying to do a good thing at least. Yeah. Why isn't the like? Why isn't the guy who looks like um,
0: Josh Brolin it, the, yeah.
2: like j- old Josh Brolin? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why wasn't he sent to the fucking North Pole? Yeah. He- like, like, and does does he di- does he die? He, like in that, in that kind of like firework display car crash. Yeah, he's never seen oh, after right. that, right? <laughs> yeah, and th- that that is another that. So he probably <laughs> dies. Yeah, that's that's another confusing scene as well because like, can you see fireworks in the day? Like that is something like that really bugged me, and I feel like if I'm taken out of the film for that long, maybe I don't really care about the film. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't actually know if you can see fireworks during the day. Can you?
2: I I, I don't think you can. But I, I feel like I, I I haven't yet googled it. I'm not going to because that would be make for terrible podcasting. <laughs> A man googling whether you can see fireworks during the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should just try it and post it on Insta.
2: I will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, look look out for the next week. Uh, for me, lighting fireworks in the midday sun. Maybe and give Adam
3: a, Savage a call, or some or, or Michael Stevens. Just say, "Can you see fireworks during the day?" Let's find out. Oh. And then it's like Mythbusters all over. You can't see fireworks during the day. Then you have I mean, one I mean, episode of Mythbusters
2: yeah well there's that thing as well is that everyone is that like there's like a crowd obviously like in this crazy fucking world they live in you can see fireworks during the day because everyone's there ready for the display
0: right yeah, yeah. or maybe that was the test they wanted to find out if it's possible
3: yeah maybe that was the occasion because we don't really know the occasion why was there even fireworks why were there people I ju-
2: I just think they think like little kids see bright lights and go, ooh, ah. <laughs> Probably it'll be fun. like we've got we got guinea pigs and we've got some bright lights. We've got like some sexy sexy guinea pigs for the dads, <laughs> and we've got like we've got a love yeah, that, that for was... the mums.
3: I'm gonna interrupt you right here because that was one thing that annoyed the fuck out of me when we get in the first scene that we get introduced to the guinea pigs right during their the first like mission, special yeah. mission and they're on the roof and then you see like blaster and what was it, juarez right and she she takes off her headgear and walks towards blaster and her like super exaggerated hip movements and everything <laughs> i was like damn that guinea pig is like I don't know if she's stripper or what that's <laughs> some kind of weird shit for for kids to see you know
2: well yeah and obviously that that subplot of like who 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 does she fancy like no nobody nobody fucking cares for <laughs> yeah. guinea pigs like yeah. i don't i don't i do not i do not care for that subplot i do i i don't they're guinea pigs they probably have a very short like lifespan probably why this never got a sequel because uh <laughs> they all die <laughs> they would all die yeah 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 um like i wanted more of steve buscemi's character i thought he was he he was like i was again thinking what does the director or jerry bruckheimer have on him for him to be in this <laughs> like it's mind
0: boggling
3: yeah, that character was great, though. Yeah, we, we actually, actually that thought
0: that he might be the bad guy before it turned out to be Nick Cage. That was actually... Yeah. We gotta say, I didn't expect Nick Cage to be the bad guy in the... Yeah, that is that is kind of neat,
2: isn't it? Like, his, like, um his, like reveal. But, like, his... Like, let's talk about his reasoning, though, <laughs> for being being a bad guy. Like... <laughs> It's it's pretty it's pretty dark, really, right?
3: Oh, that was so superficial, though. Oh yeah, you killed my parents, so I'm gonna kill you all.
2: Yeah, but it's like it's kind of like about the like the treatment of just moles in general. Like his, uh, like an uh like there's that kind of line he says about like uh, if you Google uh moles there's 300 entries on how to kill them none to how to look after them how to love them and it's just like quite i don't know it's quite harrowing like yeah that's that's, uh, that's
3: actually true yeah.
2: and like how how big are moles as well because in the world that this film is set in they're smaller than a guinea pig uh, did you know the, like, the size of a mole?
0: I think sometimes they are smaller I think usually in television and on movies They're portrayed bigger But I think they are usually pretty small I think I saw one once or twice And I was actually surprised that they were this tiny
3: Well, let me tell you I've had guinea pigs And you if you'd find any mole that's bigger than my guinea pigs <laughs> then, then you'd be lucky But no, I don't know how big a mole <laughs> I'd sure also be is. terrified
0: oh, as well no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, his his uh, also his his father was also voiced by Nick Cage, right? That was the same voice.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because just they thought we've got no other like no no other person that we've blackmailed that we can like fucking make be in this piece of shit. So it's gonna <laughs> yeah. have to be Nick Cage as well. Um, what like and the the like this film I found was like. It's very dated as well. Like the kind of
0: uh, black-eyed peas. Oh, movie. yeah. The they, they only thing. had this one song, and they played <laughs> it five times, and then at the oh, very yeah. end, when they had the musical number, I expected them to play that song again, but they didn't until the movie was completely over.
2: Yeah, is that, what is that? I've got a feeling, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, all I can hear
0: is that... Yeah, exactly.
2: Dang, oh fucking... Uh, I... I wouldn't have been surprised if, like, they had a cameo in this film. Like, yeah, it, it, like they w- like it wouldn't have surprised me if at one point it's like, I don't know, hey, it's it's the Black Eyed Peas. Like, I I, I, I I fucking hated this. I, it's just, I don't know. It's insulting to children, I think, like because it's got nothing really. Fo- it treats them like morons. As say, <laughs> like, yeah,
3: that's. Uh, I just looked it up. A European mole is like 13 centimeters in length and weighs like 88 grams, It's basically nothing.
2: Oh, so they're fucking tiny. Oh, they're kind of kind of cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, back to the point of like animation for kids. Like, I recently saw uh, Isle of Dogs. I'm not sure if you guys have seen seen that yet. Uh, I, we I don't didn't think it's
0: out, out here yet. Yeah, but I've heard of it. Yeah,
2: I saw that, and that just like seems to have like a wide appeal like and it doesn't talk down and as i said like a lot of pixar films they don't seem to talk down to kids they just like present their story and like like inside out if you've ever seen that like tackles some really clever complex issues and like emotions that adolescents will have but has stuff that is yet like i don't know four kids but like the set the exact same stuff is for the adults there's no there's no separation i think that's what i was trying to get at earlier like
0: yeah exactly
3: that's actually a pretty good point there is a video series on youtube where like one guy explains like a neuroscientist explains a a concept in like four or five different difficulty stages right we explain something to to a five-year-old then to a teenager then to an adult who is like interested in the topic, then to a student and then to something to to like his peer. And it's pretty interesting to see because he, uh, those guys typically don't try to explain it to the kids as if the kids were uh, like stupid or, or like mentally handicapped, but just they aren't very knowledgeable. so you have to explain it in easy terms because those are the terms that they know uh which is what we see in Pixar films they are very very complex topics uh explained in very simple terms and this is just you you just shove a clown guinea pig in somebody's face just look at it it's cute <laughs> and that's the film
2: yeah everything in this is kind of like black and white as in like what it's either for the adults for the kids there's no grey area apart from a couple of fart gags which are for everyone because farts are funny Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah like other also, what
3: what was up with with, yeah sorry go on no no what was up with what with the the, with the saber guy like I didn't get it at all like first of like his motivation at the start we discussed that but then later on we find out that he's not truly uh, behind it all right so then it turns out he's actually a good guy but. Yeah, because he was talking with
2: Mister Mister Yu is it or like Mister uh, yeah. yeah, it's Mister Yusung or something. Which uh, the is Mandarin like the Mandarin term for the Mandarin, yeah, for mole. Yeah. Which like I, just, I think like oh well, like that they were definitely patting themselves on the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you could tell the the the, the scriptwriters were like, "Oh, fucking, he, like we got this." Like imagine in in China that would have like been the film over with then he's the bad guy It's speckles we've got him that's why he's not on the that's why he's not doing the video chat he's only doing audio
0: yeah but like i i don't know if you're like this he uh, the uh, the saber he's the whole time he's just like doing his evil stick right it's not like that he yeah, he's super shady he, he, he looks shady all the time and why does any uh normal good businessman talk with a guy over video chat who has clearly a um a changed voice like that's not a real voice that's modif- uh, modified
3: yeah why do the countdown if after like 45 hours you just press the button
2: yeah and and why as well like for someone who is inherently he's a good guy he's like supposed to be doing, like, good practices, does he not notice, or someone in his company, obviously he hires, he's probably hiring a lot of people, he's doing quality control and stuff like that, that all of his appliances can be weaponized at, like, the touch of a button, or just by looking inside and trying to remove a microchip,
3: which I... Yeah, and and who just manipulated those things, right? Did one mole... To every single kitchen appliance that the factory manufactures.
0: Yeah, I think the the idea is that it's just the chip. That it's all happening throughout the chip. There yeah, needs no like...
3: weapons. So you tell me that every ordinary coffee <laughs> machine can just turn into a giant deadly laser machine That's... through a chip. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of course. <laughs>
2: and then and then that also, all of them can combine together in some kind of transformer esque Grotesque, like yeah,
0: <laughs> like I oh, was it like a more like the Power Rangers, yeah, like, when they all come together, like a
2: toaster for an arm shooting, like I don't know what the toaster was supposed to be shooting. It looked like <laughs> the wiring inside, you know, that kind of like the heated wire inside of a toaster. It was shooting out like that type of stuff. It was very, it's very bizarre, like just that whole I don't know the whole like sequence in the appliance store when they or like when they're trying to get to Sabers like house like yeah and that that showdown with that robot was just i don't know, i didn't fucking care by that point
0: also that uh that uh trap wire that they had uh, put down there that's also really ineffective right like you you basically blow up your whole your whole building just because someone walks down there <laughs> like it, it's it's not like it's uh ringing an alarm or something it's just uh exploding
2: <laughs> well and it's a thing as well like For a kids' film, like, you would have thought normally, like... In in kids' films, they, they, they teach you other ways to, like... I don't know, use your smarts and stuff like that. In this, it literally says blow it the fuck up. (laughs) There's no like, there's no like using, I don't know, using like, they haven't, it's not like they've got individual skills that they can play upon apart from like, one of them is clearly a black man, one of them is clearly a Spanish woman and one of them is clearly a guy who needed the money in Sam Rockwell. Like, I don't, I don't (laughs) I don't, I just don't get it. Like, there was nothing, there was nothing in it. Like, I yeah, that, that, that really, like, I didn't care about the individual characters, I didn't care about like the set piece of um, Blaster, like driving a um, like remote control car and stuff like that, and I don't know, can we have a little chat about those two kids who... <laughs>
0: the oh. kid, the, <laughs> the, especially the boy, they tried to do uh, what they did in Toy Story with, yeah. I think the name is Sid, this little kid that's torturing toys, but in that case he gets off pretty badly in, in Toy Story, right? He's, like, uh, suddenly attacked by all these moving uh, toys that he didn't know lived. And he was basically just playing with toys. He didn't know they were alive. Here we yeah, have, and obviously, like, they've referenced
2: who has the fact that, like, um, if you're an arsehole as a child, like, because I'm not sure if you've seen, like, I think it's in Toy Story three. You can see uh, there is like an Easter egg of him as a garbage truck man. So obviously his life has turned out so badly yeah. that he's like where Andy's going to college to better his life. Sid is just putting garbage in a truck for the rest of his life. Yeah, and so in- like that—that's <laughs> a moral lesson for kids. Yeah, and in
0: this movie. That that kid doesn't really lose anything. Well, maybe he loses a, a, a toy car and a hamster, a guinea pig, but like he, he is never getting any comeuppance for being like a real asshole. And that even
3: that scene in the pet shop. Yeah, in I the mean, pet come shop. on, that that doesn't make any sense. He, he like takes the the who who does it take out like the John Favreau guinea pig, right? And he picks him up and he puts him into his. What's the, like, not, uh, what's the, um... Lacrosse? Yeah, exactly, lacrosse uh, racket. And then the guy just leaves, right, the the guy who's in charge of, like, uh, like caring for the pets, he just leaves, goes away, and he said I can throw this guinea pig into the snake uh, confinement thing there, cage, I don't know what it's called. Uh I I just fling it in there and then of course uh, and and a typical guinea pig would have just died during flight because he just got a heart attack or something. And he lands there <laughs> and then of course he's not in the in the snake pit really because that'd be pretty harsh for a kid's film. I mean guinea pig <laughs> flying into snakes pit bam dead. Yeah, that's it. That's life. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. Uh yeah, but then he just like, gets yeah, to, like, to pick all up that another to that one. Kid is a- and and the guy who who cares for the pets comes back and says oh what happened to the other
0: one i don't know and
3: that's it yeah like and, what and and,
0: and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he yeah. goes at uh, to the to the snake cage and says oh there you are like yeah. as if that uh, that that hamster ran there by himself
2: <laughs> one thing i found very interesting about the guy who worked in like the pet shop was like he had hand tattoos, which, like, I'm not like, I don't. I just found that I don't know. I found it very bizarre. Like, I just couldn't. Once I noticed them, I couldn't stop looking at them, and I was like, "Oh, did he? Why does this? Why does this guy who works in a pet pet shop have like tatt- is, he, is he like supposed to be?" I started thinking about like his backstory. Like, is he kind of was he a delinquent child? got jumped into a gang because uh, he had a number three tattooed on his finger like was he were they called the number threes and um like he, he'd done some
3: sh- yeah maybe he was in prison and this is his like re that's what i was program. thinking
2: rehabilitation he has now found a love for guinea pigs reptiles and other animals they sell in pet shops and uh that, that that's what he does with his life but Again
3: That's pretty great though That's a great story yeah, but Maybe we should make a movie About this <laughs> the,
0: the But thing then is, again a- That guy That guy clearly Doesn't care about animals though Like uh, <laughs> there, There's like No
3: no no, no, no he, he cares about the animals Right when that one guy Picks up the guinea pig Like Like head over And then he says No 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 You gotta You gotta like
0: Don't Yeah don't. probably because He doesn't wanna uh, Clean up the puke But in the end Like there's at least Two guinea pigs Going missing And he doesn't even Care about it Like the uh, the Sam Rockwell and the John Ruffalo character they are in there overnight, then the next day they aren't there anymore, and he oh, just yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. care at all.
2: Yeah, that's it's it's very bizarre. Yeah, like but like
0: so the whole thing
2: of like me worrying about his hand tattoos is another point of like the film not being engaging enough to like keep. You know I mean? the attention of the yeah. audience. Like I don't know. Like it just it's a very weird mishmash of films though isn't it like cause it's kind of like supposed to be like mission impossible for kids but then has like an element of like um is it the greatest jet or the longest journey or homeward bound like that kind of thing with them trying to get from the pet shop and like just reminded me of other better films like the pet shop just reminded me of finding nemo i'm not sure if yeah like that mo that moment in like the dentist office, I I don't know. I think if you're reminding the audience of great, especially if you're invoking Pixar in an animated film, you're you're do- and you're doing something wrong because you people would rather be watching that than watching the piece of shit <laughs> yeah, you uh, presented.
3: <laughs> also, one thing that, that annoyed me was the motivation of the of the mole to join the spy agency. Why was he even part of it?
0: Well, he was raised there, I think.
2: And But there's a very weird bit at the end as well. Like It, it seemed like the last five minutes were very much like, wh- please, like, saying to, like, the the people at the studio, please give us a sequel, please give us a sequel. Because, like, he kind of has a line when he's taking the microchips out going, oh, maybe I can join the team again if they'll have me. And just, like obviously john fanfro's character hurley like would now be a part of the team and stuff like that and i don't
0: know i, I also the uh, the hamster the steve cameo character would also be part of the team of course
2: yeah 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 like mate i don't know i don't know what his role would like, again there's not really nobody had none of the guinea pigs did did they have like
0: unique skills to offer? Like, I don't think so. I think... The only one who was clearly defined... I think the, f- was the fun was of. just that he got them somewhere and just decided, hey, I'm gonna turn you into a super spies. I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. Also, I... No, no. no I, don't. I wanted to ask you because Michael didn't know when I asked him uh, during the movie. Uh, do you have any idea why the guinea pigs even end up at the pet shop? Because... So this, this whole place is they have to evacuate I guess because else they would be um, prosecu- persecuted by the FBI I don't know, but From then
3: guinea pigs persecuted by the FBI. but
0: then this so they, they leave That's through right. this uh, through this tube system and then suddenly they end up in a pet shop and yeah, well, they't they don't, they, they don't they jump know. on that
3: truck right Yeah and what's that last, truck? Last second the fly gets on the truck and then suddenly they're in the pet shop. Or do we miss something? Is, maybe? is there
0: a pet shop waiting outside this door in special circle? Do you have any idea why pet that happened?
2: No, I genuinely can't remember. Like again, no, I have no idea. I genuinely like. I I remember. I think I I felt like I blinked. I was like, right, they were at they were at this warehouse. Now they're at a pet shop, and I was like, what, like I'm just like you guys. I'm I'm confused. I'm baffled. I'm amazed of how this film got made. <laughs>
0: yeah. They, they didn't put any thought into it. They just said, oh, no one will care. It's a kid's movie. And so they just end up at the pet store because that makes sense. Also that the others didn't even know where to look. And it's... Like, the middle of this film
2: is so, like, baggy and, like, boring. Like, the whole, like... The whole journey of them, like... I don't know, like... There could have been something fun about, like... Uh, Darwin and Hurley's journey, like, back from the pet shop and stuff like that but like it just seems like they have the run-in with the coffee machine and then that's it that they're back like they're guinea pigs That would have taken that could have been a film in itself is them trying to get back that, that, yeah it must have took
0: fucking ages did, did they even know where to look
2: for the others yeah because there is a reference as well where hurley says like you are oh, you you like when he realizes he is special he's like you read the uh, stars like a map, and I was like, no you didn't, like, we, we never saw that, like, it it made it seem like it was all in one day, like, literally five minutes ago, you were on the street on a skateboard, and then five minutes later, you're at Zach Galifianakis' house, like, chilling, chilling with the rest of the guinea pigs, like, I don't know like it it's again it's it, it's insulting children it's insulting adults it's they're insulting themselves
3: i describe this film kind of as a series of unfortunate events <laughs> like a horses
2: i'm i don't know i just don't know i just don't know i don't, i don't, I don't what i don't know what to say like is is there is there any any other points on the film that you would like to like to discuss anything like you guys that was glaringly hideous.
0: I think we talked about it all. I don't have any anything else in here. <laughs> well, there are many redeeming qualities, <laughs> right?
3: It didn't look that bad. No, I'd... it's kind of nice for for kids who don't really care about story or coherence or.
2: I yeah, I but do you know what would be like if you had the chance, like because obviously cinema tickets are like rising and stuff like that, like if kids really really are interested in guinea pigs and like animals take them to like some kind of like animal like uh like park or something like that or like take them to a pet shop like because that would be far more enjoyable like my memories of going to pet shops when i was a kid were far more enjoyable than my memories of watching this film i would rather go to a pet shop then watch this film again. I would rather be in a snake pit than watch yeah. this film well, again. But
3: maybe if you're interested in buying a guinea pig or something or a pet, doesn't matter what kind of pet, maybe look for adoption first before you go to a pet shop. Like, I'm a bit, that's a bit of a, of a pet peeve of mine. Don't go to a pet shop if you can adopt oh, yeah. it. Right? There are so many, so many pets oh, that are gifted or, or given as a present at like at Easter, for example. Don't buy a bunny. For Easter, a lot of people do that, and they all end up like two or three weeks later. They all end up somewhere like I don't know the official term for this, but where you, where you can adopt pets that have been previously owned by other people.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. But like, I don't mean I don't mean like I didn't go to pet shops when I was a kid and like frivolously buy
3: animals. <laughs> no, that was really. just, uh, I, I totally was, got that. Uh, yeah. That was just I wasn't like a, like a child. Side note. D- this was just.
2: Uh, a, a child Aceventura. like i wasn't like living amongst millions yeah. of like, hundreds <laughs> of animals the, uh, <laughs> what
0: michael did was give this podcast a positive message other than this movie which yeah. has no message at all yeah definitely
2: and i feel like that is if you're going to take anything away from this film it is adopt rather than buy pets and i don't watch this film right would like, would you guys would you recommend this film to anyone? Well, Josh
3: recommends any film that <laughs> yeah, we've I, ever seen. I recommend everything, so. but
0: I wouldn't recommend this, to be honest, no. Good. Would you watch this again? Of course, right away. I, I actually, we, we lent it so I can watch it as often as I want for the next 48 hours, I think. So I think I'm going to throw it on right after we're done Yeah, I can and... watch it
3: at least like 25 times again. Yeah. <laughs> right? so.
2: Amazing. Well, I, um, I, start that I, own, I own this on DVD, so... Um, this is this is in.
0: That's part of your thing, right? You have to own them all on DVD, or at least. Well, I.
2: I How do you do it with the? Well, podcast? I try to when I can. Obviously, there are um, ones that are earlier on, as I've just I think I've discussed on the podcast. Well, some of them are impossible to get physical copies of because of, uh, or like if there is a physical copy, they're just so expensive. Like some of them have drifted into cult status or like where like they haven't been printed on blu-ray but the dvd prints are so rare like i think his first ever film valley girl like goes for like 20 pounds so like the like 25 euros like just
3: okay yeah that's crazy.
2: just for one film and like but like yeah where I can, I think up until the end of this podcast now, I have everyone on DVD. So, um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, okay, so you're going chronological order, right?
2: I'm going chronologically, yes, yes. I love that you did your research, Michael, and uh, uh actually knew what I was doing, yeah, yeah, chronological, uh, <laughs> um, until I, I, think, I think I can announce that, um, this, I, I, this, like, well, Nicholas Cage will be over by the end of october so i i don't know yeah we have got like what's that five five months left or something like that till october oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: that's six six months i think till october till the end of october yeah six months yeah six months left
3: so your next then- one is gonna be am i allowed to spoil this or is this a secret the next
2: actor i'm doing or the next film
3: next film on your list
2: the next film on my list is do you have it there i, I, I think it's por- I come- it's
3: bad lieutenant port of call new orleans
2: yes which i am very looking forward to and whilst talking about pets and pet shops um i'll say it now it may not come into fruition but uh i am trying to rent an iguana to be present for at least uh half an hour during the day of recording that podcast so we can uh interview the handler um and talk about the representation of lizards and their use in films so that is something for the listeners to look forward to that sounds interesting. Uh, well i'm pretty
3: sure you... that will be a better guess than the guy you had when you discussed adaptation <laughs>
2: Yeah, that guy that guy will not be invited back on the podcast. Um <laughs> he has he has since called me. Uh they've nof- there've been nothing but like threatening phone calls or like breathing down the phone very aggressively. Um but yeah, you rest assured Perry will not be invited back on the Cagerson <laughs> Podcast.
3: Yeah, maybe give him Trump's phone number. I think they'd be great friends.
2: Definitely say. Um, So, guys, where can people... uh, Actually, we haven't done my favourite little thing to do, and that is to have a little look on the internet and see if their scores match up with our review of this film. So, Google has given me three scores, and they are... IMDB gave this film, do you guys know or do you guys care to guess?
3: No surprises.
2: 5.1 out of 10. That's actually pretty high.
3: That's that's like an average film, right? 5 out of 10 is the average rating.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Metacritic is 41%, so getting closer to how we feel about the film and... Our little good old friends at Rotten Tomatoes, this has got a 22% score. So, where it should be,
3: I reckon. Okay. We've got, do you know our favourite movie website, a movie platform? Because we use. No, no, what? We use Letterboxd, which is this great community. What? And there you also got ratings, and GeForce has this fantastic rating. All right, they, they got this five star system
0: but with half stars also in there so you can rate from one uh, from a half to five yeah. with half steps
3: yeah maybe you take a guess what would you say GeForce has on Letterboxd? i remember those are like what? the communities there are a bit more well versed in in things movie
2: i would say uh one star
3: uh, oh wow you you're actually way too optimistic uh, it's 1.9 but that's still pretty low. That's the equivalent of 3.8 on IMDb. Wow. So I guess it's more fair than the IMDb rating. Yeah, definitely.
2: Rating. Definitely. This is a piece of shit and deserves to be that low. Um.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, where can people catch up with you guys and your podcast? Like, shout about it, guys. I want to know.
3: Oh, do we have scream? <laughs> Let it all out. Okay, you can find us, uh, filmhousepodcast.podium.co. This is our website. I think just
0: filmhouse, not podcast. filmhouse.podium.co.
3: Then it's like that. (laughs) (laughs) We should have prepared for this. Uh, You can also find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, your podcast grabber of your choice. And if you want to contact us, for example, we have a thing called The Movie with a bi Week where we discuss, kind of like your podcast, or where we discuss a movie that we announced two weeks beforehand. Uh, next week, we discuss Psycho. If you want to let us know what you think about Psycho, write us filmospodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at filmospodcast or on Instagram at filmos underscore podcast. And that's it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, if, you, if you're if you looking for us on your podcrabber website, uh, we're Das Filmhaus. There's also another Filmhaus podcast. That's not us. We're the, the German yeah, ones. The <laughs> imposters. Oh. Yeah, We were first. Yeah, fuck
2: those guys.
0: Yes. Fuck those guys.
2: Honestly, yeah. um, well, I know all about being one of many podcasts uh, that tackles in the same thing because I am one of many Nicolas Cage-based podcasts. But I do not let that... Deter- but you're the best. I don't let that deter me, though, because... This is not what I'm going to do forever. I already have plans for where this podcast is going to go after the Nick Cage thing has been swept under the carpet where it may well deserve to be.
3: Um, Can you give us a little tease, like give us a hint? What can we look forward to? Well,
2: I can possibly talk to you guys about it off the record but whilst we're on the record, uh, <laughs> okay. Michigan, no. I've been Petrus Patsilovus. I'm Josh and I'm Michael from Filmhouse Podcast. We've been caged in. This has been fun. You've been subjected to some brilliant actors in a terrible film about guinea pigs and Zach Galifianakis definitely would have put one or maybe all three up his rectum. And until next time, stay caged in, stay naughty. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. How was that for you guys? Did you have fun? Did you work out the anagrams? Again, to reiterate them, just in case you have forgotten over the duration of this episode, they were Mr. K. Coleslaw. And the answer for that one is Sam Rockwell. Taller Twin was the second one. And that is, of course, Will Arnett and Mangy Carrot. You're thinking, what could Mangy Carrot be? Well, I'm bloody going to tell you. It is Tracy Morgan. Bloody course it was. And then the final one, I see MTV Ice Cubes, was the great Steve Boo-shemi. So there's your anagram, Phil, and there's your fill for this week of Caged In. Catch you back next week when I will be talking about Bad Lieutenant. There probably won't be a lizard involved. I vaguely remember mentioning that in the episode. That probably won't happen, but it should be a good old time. I already have confirmed that Bob will be back to discuss this film. He is a massive Werner Herzog fan. I am a passing fan. I have not seen Bad Lieutenant, but I am looking forward to it. So see you back next week. Have a lovely time, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.
3: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, a AdroopTown Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you.